Back in uh, back in 2015, when uh, Back to the Future made its way to uh, 2015, they did a re-release of all the movies in uh, in theater, and I went to go see it at uh, the first night that it was out. My wife bought. I have a T-shirt that looks like Marty McFly's vest, and like I, it looks like I'm dressed like Marty. So I went, <laughs> I went, and I had like the white running shoes and the jeans and all that stuff, and they were like. Uh, before the movie started, they had someone come out and they did kind of like an intro and talked about the movie and then said that they had uh, some stuff to give away if people wanted to come down and do do their best Doc, like Doc Brown impression. So anyway, I've, I put my I put my hand up to go down and I'm, I'm not even lying. It's me and two other guys that like they had like mental deficiencies of some sort and <laughs> as to most hardcore fans of Back to, the, Back to the Future yeah what's your point so yes there was three guys with mental deficiencies down there but anyway I uh, I obviously I obviously blew them out of the fucking water with my impression <laughs> so I won I won this book which has it's like everything you could possibly want to know about oh my god i have like it comes with everything it comes with the jaws poster it's like it's got the letter that he wrote to the dog yeah it's got everything so anyway. did, did, did you like get up on a chair and tell him to oh suck god. it and scream in your face a few times <laughs> that's great that's great i love it you're listening to black sheep radio Featuring Mark LaFave. I wasted too much time on this. Too much time I spent on this. <laughs> For what it is, fuck. Chris Brown. <laughs> and Ben McVie. I'm curious to know, like, if the officer is chasing you on foot, does he physically go, woo, woo, <laughs> as he's running after you? Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Or join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Here we go. Uh, So here it is. It's uh, January the 19th. We are a day away from, uh, well, not hearing people or hopefully not hearing people talk as much about U.S. politics. Because I got to tell you, like I, I, I'm on a different job site every probably every week. And it is to the point now where, you know, like I'm working with a bunch of contractors and other guys who are doing stuff. And that's all anybody talks about. And yeah, yeah I'm serious. Like on a job site, right? Like, you know, and, and, and I mean, it's a different job site every week. And, and you know, when you're in the car, you're hearing about it on the news and on any kind of radio that you have on. And it comes up at home and then kids want to talk about it and everything. And you think, okay, I'm just going to drift off to work now and hit some nails, right? And, you know, won't have to it, – it'll be your usual construction crew. Let's talk about, yeah, I don't know, tits and motors or whatever it is construction <laughs> crews talk about. And it, it is it – is, it's just pure politics all the time. All the time, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it not being as, as pervasive as it's been. And by the way, uh, I'm Ben. There's Chris. There's Mark, and Paul. Mar- uh, Paul Morris is uh, with us. Happy New Year, Paul. Been a hey, while. man, it's great. It's been a while. Happy New Year, everybody. I yeah. think one of the reasons we're getting so much political talk is because there's nothing else going on. No, we're so, we're so locked up. It's kind of like there's no variety. And you know, if we were out socializing and and 
the world was as it normally operates, we'd be talking about everything, you know, but now it's yeah. just like, well, I think God's sports is kind of back on board. Now there's basketball, football, hockey, you know, like there's that, at least there's that. But I was just going to say, are you guys in households that you have debates about that kind of stuff? Like, do you, like, is your, is your wife or Chris for your, you know, for your fiance and Paul, like, cause my wife hates that shit. So I don't have anyone to release on. <laughs> there's a there's a relatively high amount of political discourse, I would say, relative to other homes in this house. I would say. Oh, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Awesome. I don't. I don't know. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> for 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 us, Bree's not really into politics. Yeah. So what's what's good? She doesn't know a lot about it. So what's great is like I can just fill her mind full yeah. of leftist propaganda <laughs> yeah. and she just and just present it as fact so it's just you know it's good to get an, get another vote for the team you know what I, mean? I like it, I like it. For, for joanne and i you know for joe and i it's kind of it's like she's obsessed with it she her facebook feed is full of it and she's especially this last year has just been you know just and i i my job is not to push any further because she doesn't need anybody to pile on. The fire doesn't need to get any bigger. The bonfire is freaking huge right now. My job is to actually distract and divert, you know, and I'm more concerned about her mental health with regards to the worry and the panic that so many things uh, that are so much part of what Trump has created with us. He's messed up our minds. And for me, it's kind of like, I have to bring the good, happy vibes, and 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 I do really well by it. But in the sense that I'm keeping up with everything, and I've got my opinion. My wife and I are both on the same side of the page, but it's kind of like I don't want to obsess about this stuff because I can't do anything about it. I really can't. Yeah, that, that's probably. It sounds like you and I are on the same page. So just yeah, exactly. Let's pump, pump the brakes for a little bit. So okay, so let's switch gears. Paul, you usually have a bit of music news to uh, to introduce every time you're with us. So what do you got? Well, when we first started talking a little over a year ago, I brought up TikTok. Not that it was the new toy that young people were flocking to, but its place in music. The sure. biggest new trend on TikTok right now is hashtag shanty rock. We're talking yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Sea shanties go back centuries, right? These are the songs that were sung by sailors who went out to sea, and they become almost folk songs. Well, back in December, there's a guy named Nathan Evans, and he posted a video of himself uh, singing uh, a song called The Scotsman, a sea shanty. Now, there is an option on TikTok which allows you to harmonize, and when you harmonize with other people can add to it, all of a sudden people are piling onto it, and you've got this 10-part harmony of these sea shanties, and it's catching on like wildfire. Wow. And you can wow. find it on hashtag shanty, S-H-A-N-T-Y-T-O-C-K. Who would have, who would have thought, eh? One of my favorite sea shanties is actually done by a Canadian. His name was his name was uh, Stan Rogers, and it's uh, Barrett's Privateers. And I suggest you look that one up on YouTube. All the right. other thing, the other thing too, is the passing of Phil Spector this past week. And and I bring it up because 
it's one of those situations where you like Michael Jackson, here's the guy that has done so many bad things in his life. And yet he's left a musical legacy that's undeniable. Phil Spector is a, a guy that was in the 50s and the 60s and worked with the Beatles in the end, the Ramones in the end and stuff like that. But his influence as a producer, a songwriter and a vocal arranger is huge in the business. I'll let you explore that whole thing. But as I enthusiastically talk up Phil Spector, I have to remind myself that this is a guy that treated his wife and people like he's deplorable. Yeah. And, in, and in the end, he's in jail uh, with second degree murder, serving 19, 19 years to life. And this is when he passes away, apparently of COVID as well, too. It's really it's, it's one of those really awkward things, you know, is that when you deal with the guy that is so deplorable, can, can you really send the flagpole up or send the flag up the pole for him when he's such I, a deplorable guy? I, I only think it's different in the sense that he's not an artist. Like his, his legacy is not as a performer. He's yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that changes things. I mean, you know, Definitely. when stations stop playing Michael Jackson music, it's because right. Michael Jackson did these things and now his music. Right. So you can't go and take the Beatles and the Ramones and everything else. And Paul, uh, like you're right. I, his influence in terms of, of, of the behind the scenes and who he produced and the, the vocal arrangements, everything else is almost unparalleled. But at the same time, I can't, I can't look at all these things that he was involved in and say, well, he was a bad man. So I, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know much about Phil Spector. Um, I honestly didn't even there, – there's so much news. The Phil Spector death oh, completely man. just passed, came and went for me. Um, yeah. I guess it, it, it only just came down a couple of days ago. But, like, I, I mean, I'm just going through his pictures here. He looks like Gollum. For one, I don't know. I don't know if he yeah. always looked like a, a Lord of the Rings no. character, but no. he certainly, <laughs> certainly did in the last few pictures. I guess. All right. So let me let me explain part of his art, and I'll try to make this really tight and thing. You know, when, when most recording artists go in, they set up microphones, and you know, guitars go into one track, and drums go on to another, and it's, the idea was to hear all the individual parts of the record. But Spectrum thought, no, what I want to do is I actually want it to be one thing, one big sound. So he habitually would, okay, to do that, for instance, he would take uh, the piano part. He would have a person mm -hmm. play a, an acoustic piano, an electric piano, and a harpsichord and record them at the same time. Now that's in one part of the studio. Then he would have three guitarists. Then he would have four drummers. And then he would have an orchestra. And then he would have the vocalist stand in the middle of all that and record it all at once. And what you get is this, you don't hear the individual parts, you hear it all oh, at once. Yeah. It just sounded so different. It sounded like nothing cool. else that anybody else was doing. I haven't really dove into uh, the reason why he was in prison either, but I've got a little bit of time on my hands now so maybe i can i can watch i can get caught up on that whole that whole fiasco well there's a story about him and uh, he he locked his two boys in the house wouldn't let them out for years and uh, allegedly had them perform sexual acts with their stepmother or something like that uh, treated his wife ronnie specter oh like God. a dirtbag and in the end you know the big fall from grace oh yeah it's it's 
really he's, dark. It's really a dark. Horrible shit. human being. Was. It's, it's wow. really dark stuff, and yet, and yet, here you have this ge- musical genius, and that's been that word has been said before. You know, production genius, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And this is the mm-hmm. conflict that again I've been having all week. You know, love to talk about Phil Spector. Love to hear those old records, and then I remind myself, oh, the guy was. A lot of other like music musicologists uh, that I, I know have all said the same thing. Like you, you have to remind yourself, ah, the guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. Or or do you? I don't know. Like 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 I'm like I say, I I, um, I think it's just different if it's the artist. I think 100%. it doesn't it doesn't make his his actions any more forgivable. The fact that he wasn't the artist uh, it doesn't make it no, any it just different. Makes it so I'm it not going to stop listening to the music. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we were on um, uh, a program called House Party, so we can see each other here. And I was, just gonna, I was going to ask Mark who had toilet papered his office chair, but he sat back down in it. <laughs> oh, and the Leafs jersey. Yeah, I got a Leafs jersey on my, uh, Leafs jersey on my office chair. Yeah. Am, am, I, am I the only guy, Paulie, you mentioned a few minutes ago that sports has been a great distraction, especially, you know, like NFL's, of course, been around for a while. But hockey, hockey is back in particular. Yep. I don't know. I cannot. I'm having a hard time getting excited about hockey this year period i've not watched a game i don't know if it's the timing or if it's just the the current climate or whatever i just i don't feel compelled to watch hockey at all and i mean my god we're in canada and it's the middle of the winter yeah we're supposed to like hockey right Right? um i uh i have to admit when they did the first season which started in in the middle of summer or something like that i didn't pay attention to it i thought it was um I thought it was like practice. I really mm-hmm. did. This one, because it starts pretty close to where the regular schedule count uh, plays, I'm watching it. But what I'm really finding with all those major sports, because there's nobody in the crowd, it just it feels like practice. It really does. And also, the Can- if you take a look at statistically, the Canadian hockey teams are among the worst in the league. They're playing in their own division. And mm. my fear is, is that they will be the first team to be eliminated when it comes to that first round of Stanley Cup playoffs when the North Division plays the East Division or whatever it's going to be, you know, however well, they decide to see it. Chin up, Leafs fans. There's zero chance you lose to the Bruins in the first round this year. <laughs> ben Ben was saying he's not paying attention as much. Uh, I it's funny. I've never paid more attention to hockey uh, than I have when this new restart. Yeah, happened you were I joined, really juiced for the start of the season. Yeah, why well, well, I, I joined I joined a player that. pool. Okay. Uh, I joined a player pool, so I'm I'm tra- I'm tracking bathroom breaks at this point. Like it's you're, yeah, you're trapped. Is what you it's are. Getting deep. I've, no, I, I've been I've surprised I'm surprised at myself that I've never given fantasy sports a shot. It's always been intriguing to me. I've just never felt compelled to get involved in it. It's probably best that I don't because I do see it as being something that I would get overly immersed in. At least with football, it's once a week, or at least maybe a couple days a week. But with yeah. hockey, like with baseball, it's freaking insane. It is all every day. You're constantly checking your. It's and then the other thing that I find, I did a hockey one last year, and it it kind of ruins the game because you have like I'm a Leafs fan, but I don't want to pick guys on the Leafs. But then I'm watching it, and I'm hoping that. You know what I mean? That I mean, the Leafs lose the puck in the last minute, but that Freddie Anderson makes a save, but that they still lose. Like I'm so confused by the game. I just want yep. to know who wins. <laughs> it's ruining. It's ruining sports. The the fact that I I haven't gotten fully involved 
in hockey probably has a lot to do with the fact that I have just got such a major, major hard on to see the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, me too. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Broncos fan, um, like lifelong, but the Bills, I mean, oh. I grew up in Niagara Falls. My, you know, all my friends have been Bills fans. My brother-in-law has season's tickets. It's the only professional football game NFL game I've gone to see. I've been to a bunch of, but I have a, and I love Buffalo. I just, I love the city. I love the people. So I just, I, I am so emotionally invested in terms of my sports investment. That's all I've got right now. I just want to see the Bills win one so, so badly. It's driving me crazy. I can't wait. Can't wait for this game against the Chiefs. I'm dying for it. Are you, uh, have you ever called into Bills radio at all, Ben? Once. One time, one time I did call into a Bill's radio talk show. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so enamored with this team. I just want to see them win. It, not so much for the, t- just for the fans, for the fans, the long suffering yep. yeah. Bill's and Bill's mafia. Did you hear the story about Lamar Jackson? The yeah, whole, they're awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So the quarterback, if you don't know, Chris, the, the quarterback for Baltimore, who they just beat Lamar Jackson has this major, charity that he does in Baltimore, but Bill's Mafia have been donating like crazy to the tune of, I, I last I saw, they were up near $300,000 donated yeah, to the wow. charity. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, I don't know. There's, I just, I have a real soft spot for the Bills and their fans and God damn it. I hope they win one. I really you know, do. Any team that has suffered for decades, <laughs> you yep. feel for their fans. And when there's a glimmer of hope, you, you're all in on it. Yeah, my poor brother-in-law, season ticket holder, they finally make the playoffs and he can't cross the border, the poor bastard. That's tough. Yeah, that's, no, he's he's rough. he's over to the top. He's over the top. I mean, the, the, you know the Bill's shout song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their wedding, at my his and my sister's wedding, when the bride and groom come in, the, the dance that they, you know, the song that they enter with mm. was the Bill's shout song. Like, he, he is – over the top, so threw, threw each other through tables at the wedding. That was, that yeah. was <laughs> it was a ladder match. Yeah, it's a, yeah, lit I'm telling you, it's a good time. A Buffalo game is a good time. Just yeah, don't be stupid like some people get, but it, it is a good time. And I re- like my original point. I really, really hope they win the Super Bowl. I'd love to see that. Me too. That's, yeah. an uphill, yeah. that's an uphill battle. I'm telling you, not just not just Kansas City, who probably won't have their 50 million dollar a year quarterback, but uh, mm-hmm. that's who, whoever they play in the Super Bowl. That's going to be a tough fucking game. That's going. That's going to be a tough. Well, I hope. I hope. Now listen, I. I can't Packers stand. I Lord. fucking hate Tom Brady with yeah, every shred of my being. I do. Let him go, eh? Another I can't stand him. But you know, and I really, I have a, I got a bit of a soft spot for the Packers too. But I am, I am hoping that if Buffalo wins, go Bucks, go Tampa Bay, because I want Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That yeah. would be freaking awesome. That yeah. would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, I probably want, I probably want the Bucks to lose more than I want the Bills to win. That's how much. <laughs> yeah. That's how much hate there is for Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> am I the only one here that likes Tom Brady? <laughs> I, I, do. I like. I like Tom yeah. Brady. I, oh, I hey, like you know Tom what? Brady a lot. Really? Why wouldn't you? Greatest of all time. No doubt about it. Yeah, He's the greatest right. of all time. Yeah. I've got. A, I've just got a thing is that it's time for the new NFL to kick into place. It is great to see guys like Breeze and Rodgers and Brady having 
Hall of Fame seasons, like unbelievable seasons. But I'm looking forward to that conversation where they are no longer part of our Sunday review. You know, yeah. I agree. Ben, go, going going back going back to your point about Buffalo uh, and and about the fans deserving uh, being deserving of a winning team. I I actually. I have mad respect. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I got a lot of respect for Buffalo fans in general. Every time I go down to Buffalo, the people there are just generally really nice. And they show up, too. Like, they've been showing up to Buffalo Sabres games, so they've been shit for 20 years. You know what I mean? They're They're, always there. So I got mad respect for them. And it's just, it's a great city. I really, really have a soft spot for the city of Buffalo. I love it. I, I've been to a lot of Leaf games. I've been lucky enough to be a guest. I would never pay $250 a seat. Come on. Uh, and I've been to Sabres games. And the biggest difference, and this doesn't mean that they're less of fans, but the people that are sitting in that lower bowl are, are of two types. They are legacy fans who've had the tickets in their family for decades. They're real big fans. And then there are the business seats. Those guys don't give a shit. They do, but they don't. Mm-hmm. When you go to Buffalo, those guys in the lower bowl, they paid for their tickets out of their paycheck. Yeah. And so it matters to them. Yeah. The guys, when you see, when you watch a Leaf game and they come out from the second, especially come out for the third period, the seats down there around the ice and the platinums are half empty. Yep. How much do they freaking care? They don't More care. Hair. They're in the back in the bar having a beer with their buddy. I say, if you want to have a beer, have it after the game. Have you seen those? Have you seen that bar down there, though? It's fucking nice. Well, <laughs> like, I've been yeah, down there. Sure it's, it is. It's really nice. You cannot expect a Leaf season ticket holder to get down to third row center ice still with the dripping butter from his crab legs on his tie. Right. Like, exactly. Can't do that, man. I can't carry Listen, my sushi all the way down there. The, the guy, the guy that hosted me, the guy that hosted me is a diehard hockey fan. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows what goes on the farm team. He's a hockey fan. But when I was there, it was about business. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and he's also older, so he's not the type of guy that's going to pick up, take a beer, and throw it at the ice. In Buffalo, they do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could ever stomach throwing a nineteen dollar beer on the ice at a, at the ACC. No, it, it, yeah, that's exactly that's true, right? I'd have to be per, I'd have to be pretty mad. Nineteen dollar beers. That's like who did that? Yeah, well, I, a tall first boy. time. First first time I went to a, a, a this goes back a bit. First time I went to a, a Buffalo Bills game, I got a pail of beer. I, mean, I literally had to hold this. It's you know those pop, those small popcorn pails that you get in a movie theater filled with beer, and when they poured it, it was right to the rim. Oh, so wow. it's my hands were freaking cold, shivering because the beer was so cold. I said, "You don't do this in Toronto, do you? No, only in Buffalo, man. Your hands were cold." And a single tear just fell down your face. Just a yeah. single tear. A giant <laughs> And later that day, Paul jumped through beer. a table. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in Toronto, you get a sippy cup with your beer. Thank you for that. It made me feel like a child. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, you can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah, you get that little mouth thing at the top. I know what you're talking you about. You know, the one you give your one-year-old so when they can drink yeah. their juice, they don't spill it all over their, yeah. you know. 
Yes, yeah, no, it's, it's a, a slow right. down lid. Live events in Toronto are great. There's nothing like paying twenty dollars to be infanticized and served warm beer at the same time. That's right. <laughs> in Thai in Thailand, that's one dollar. <laughs> okay, switching gears here a little bit. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you guys are going to get me on this one um, because I w- was have eating edibles when I came up with this. But Excellent. Let's, oh let's see. Let's see. Let's see if I can. Let's see. Like every show, right, let's, Chris? Let's, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. It, it must have been somewhat good because I was convinced to get off my ass for long enough to write it down on a piece of paper. So hopefully, hopefully it was worth all of that effort. Right. Um, I was thinking. So normally I hate country music, and 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 I'm not really that big of a fan. I mean, we've been over it on the podcast before, and then I thought to myself, well, one of the things it does have a specific redeeming quality and i feel like it's the final frontier for ugly people to be successful as singers in bands <laughs> and i was just wondering because you don't you don't see it anywhere else you don't see it anywhere else in any any genre it's very rare nowadays at least in pop star like level like music video selling a bunch of records i beg to differ you know i beg to differ that has changed there was a time when there were guys with no teeth who were country singers and country stars but now yeah. it works it works like a pop world it's the pop mm-hmm. world try to find me an unattractive female uh, country singer and you can't find them. It is now part of the A and R of of a country record. I'm just I'm just looking down this list of like the popular male country singers, and I'm just gonna have to just like like Garth Brooks. Like Garth Brooks oh, is fine. one of the but, most but, successful. Yeah, he's po- he's most successful. But that's but that's not country now. That's not this bro country like this. I'm Sam just, Hunt. Yeah, fair. Sam enough. Hunt and stuff. Dude, that's like, like that. saying like, that's like saying bringing Bob Seger up. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, like Willie Nelson's on this list. What the fuck, Willie Nelson? He's not a drag. He's not good looking. All right. Right. Tammy Wine. I get it was the She's it old. was the edibles then. I get it, <laughs> it, was, was, the, it was the it was the edibles. Okay. It, it wasn't worth. I should have just I should have just stayed on that couch because I just wasted everybody's time. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. I apologize. That's the last time I use psychedelics and then come up with an idea for the show and that, propose it to you guys. <laughs> That was five minutes that nobody will ever get back. But I think I was watching. I can't remember. I can't remember what music video specifically I was watching. But I (laughs) Um, no, I I can't. I was watching some music videos. I don't know. That Waylon Waylon Jennings is one ugly trick. Good lord! What's with this Winona Judd? <laughs> how much? How much time do we do we have? Have we been going right now? Is it trivia time yet? Do you think? Let's do it. Huh. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. want to do trivia? All right. Sure. We're gonna. All right. We're gonna. Is we'll we'll take a little trivia? bit of. A, <laughs> it's not. It's not country. It's country not country trivia? music trivia. <laughs> no. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit of a break right now, and and uh, we'll what come back with. Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take ugly country musicians for 500, Alex. <laughs> Who is Stoned Podcast host? Coming up with ideas. All right, take a break.
Okay. I'm Chris Brown, and this is your Lockdown Entertainment Update. Season 2 of the glass-blowing reality TV competition show Blown Away is now available. The show was actually filmed in Hamilton and is really fun to watch. Malcolm Gladwell is hosting a free online virtual event called Malcolm Gladwell and the New Normal After COVID-19. That's on January 27th at 12 p.m. Find more details on Eventbrite. Soupfest 2021 returns to Hamilton from January 29th to February 15th. 15th, visit livingrock.ca slash soupfest to learn more about that one. And whatever you do, don't go outside. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Well, ugh, not, I fucked knocked, it up again. You knocked that out of the park. I fucked up my. I again. love that show. Welcome black. Welcome black, Cotter. All right. Welcome black, All Cotter right, was awesome, man. All right, Chris. Here comes the pitch. Here comes the pitch. Uh, black Sheep Radio. It's Paul Morris, Chris Brown, Ben McVie, and Mark Lefave. We're back. We're doing a little bit of trivia before we get to our uh, discussion that we're going to be having about moonlighting musicians, which which I'm yeah. excited to have for sure. But before we get to that, we're going to have a little, a little three-person trivia competition, okay? I don't know if any of you guys yeah. are any good at trivia. I know, I know Mark said you're not great at trivia, you were saying, right? You're not like a big oh, trivia fan? I, I, I enjoy it. It's like golf. I like doing it. I'm just bad mm. at it. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I've never had to come up with trivia questions before, to be honest, and, I, and it was it was more of a process today than I thought it was going to be because I, I tried to make it hard, but I also just didn't want to like pull shit completely out of left field. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through – I have three sets of questions, and they're going – they go by decades to give you a kind of idea as to where um, are these is this music trivia or just general music like trivia what? music okay. movies generally it's it's okay. it's movies there's a little bit pop, pop culture. culture generally right whatever that okay. triangle would be on uh, trivial pursuit so we're going to start with the 1980s now wait okay. alex how does this go alex like do, do we i'm just going to read off questions and i'm just going to i'm just going to i'm just going to read off questions each one's for i have a question for each of you Oh, okay. And then, yeah, so because I feel like it, it'll make things a little bit easier. Okay, so Paul, we're going to start with right. you to see if you get the. This is the 1980s category. See if you get the little triangle off of this one. Which, okay, go. which English star provided guest backing vocals for Dire Straits' 1985 hit Money for Nothing? Sting. Yeah, there you go. See? Sting. This is, this is I <laughs> So we got one for Paul. That's Sting. I didn't know that. See, you didn't know that. I like trivia. I didn't know that. That's really cool. So so yeah, the song. So the "Money for Nothing" by Dire Straits opened with opens with. Yeah, we talked about how terrible of a song it is in terms of the message. Oh yeah, and it starts with. Yeah, 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 no, it's a great song. (laughs) And it starts with you know Sting's voice kind of rising in the mix, going, "I want my MTV." I didn't realize that that was Sting. But that was staying. I learned that today too. Awesome. Cool. All right. Ben. I like learning stuff. What Shit, song? Man. Lizards get hard. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if they get hard because I don't know the yeah. answers to any of these the questions. The 1920s. That's the okay. issue. Okay, right, so Ben, ahead. what song does Tom Cruise dance to in Risky Business? Uh, old time rock and roll. And that's it. Jesus, this Bob is way too easy for you guys. Okay. Well, we were alive. Fair enough. <laughs> 
I mean, I think, I think that's the point. I think that's the point. If you were, a, what I find is that when I play trivia, when it kind of, when it comes to music trivia, when you hit, you know, stuff that comes after 2010, it gets a little tough and oh, people yeah. look at yeah. Other people I'm in a bar with are kind of like, you don't know that? You didn't know that Rihanna sang For on this song? Sure. I'm like, what's wrong with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, it, I can tell you right now, if my question's about Panic at the Disco or fucking Billy Talent, <laughs> I'm not going to know the answer. So, all right. <laughs> Remember, prepare. Right. Okay, so it's, Mar- so, it's Mar- so it's Mark's turn. This is, this is Sweet, 1980s. Right. This is the category is 1980s. It's, 1980s. it's a question who sang Power of Love. Come on, back to the future. Come on, back to the yeah. future. <laughs> okay, in 1985, <laughs> in 1985, oh, back to the future year, a murder was perpetuated by a group of terrorists on American soil. Though it never made the news, documentation could be found via the cult classic Back to the Future. Back to the question, from what country were the terrorists that killed Doc Brown in 1985. They were from Lebanon. They were Libyan. And what were they after? Do you remember what they were after? Uh, They were after his plutonium because he sold them them a uh, fake bomb filled with uh, pinball machine parts instead of an actual bomb. Is that right? That is is spot on. That is spot on. That is so great. (laughs) That is so great. (laughs) <laughs> okay. In the writers, in the writers, room. I'll do it in his voice on another uh, recording. You know why he knows that? Because it's on in the fucking background, right? Now. <laughs> it's on his TV in a perpetual loop. <laughs> okay, okay. So everybody got their <laughs> everybody got their questions right. <laughs> Nineteen. The next decade is we'll go to we'll go to the 1950s. Is the other one okay? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Ben, one oh, of the 19... 19- okay, do they go back to 1955? <laughs> ben, one of the 1950s greatest stars, Elvis Presley. What is Elvis Presley's middle name? Aaron, with one A. Jesus, you guys are good. Oh, with you guys one A. It's not even A-A-Ron. I, just, I wish I was better it's at trivia. It's not A-A-Ron. I wish I was better at trivia because then I could actually come up with questions that were reasonably hard. But these are you guys are just breezing through this stuff. Okay, well, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Paul, you're making us look smart. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Paul coined Go. in 1951. Which Cleveland-based disc jockey first used the term rock and roll? Alan Freed. Alan Freed. Alan Freed was it 51? Uh, wow. 1951. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow. I, I, I'll tell you this. I would not have gotten the year if you asked me to guesstimate what year Alan Freed first said no. rock and roll. And the show is called The Moondog Show. And they actually have a little little snippet of him uh, at the beginning of the song Cleveland Rocks, if you know that song. Drew yeah, Carey Show. Sure, Drew Carey Show. Yeah. Okay, Mark, this is from the 50s. Mm. Remember, this is from the 50s. <sighs> All right. What was yeah. the no, name? Wait, 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 wait. Is this from the year 55 when Marty McFly goes? <laughs> yeah. It might, Tell me it, it is. It, Tell might me be, it might be from the year 1955. <laughs> Tell me it is. <laughs> Is it when he calls his? Is it when he? Is it when he calls Marvin Bear Chuck Berry? Okay, what was the name of the fateful dance on which the entire ba- balance of the space time continuum rested? The fateful dance. what? Sorry, dance. Nineteen fifty-five. What was the name of the dance? 
Oh no! Oh, the uh, enchantment under the enchantment under the sea <laughs> dance. Sorry, I, I thought you meant the type of dance they I did. Know, it's the enchantment I know. under the sea dance. I know. I tried to you be knew, you know. You know the name too. of the prom. It's crazy. There's actually a lot of music history in that movie. I don't know if you know, but um, uh, Marty plays a plays a song, and the leader of the uh, band is actually um, Marvin Marvin Berry, who is Chuck Berry's uh, cousin. Yeah. And he calls him and he gets to hear him play Johnny Be Good. Hey, Chuck, you know that new yeah. sound you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, it's an old. It's your cousin, <laughs> your cousin, Marvin, Marvin Berry. Yeah. OK, last. This is this yeah. is the last set of questions. This, you guys are getting every single one. So it's not much of a competition, but it's fun. <laughs> the, this one is from the 2010s. OK, the category oh. is oh. the 2010s. Paul. Which artist holds both the first and second highest grossing albums of the 2010s? Ooh. Oh, let me think here. That's yeah, a good both, one. Both one right. and two. Uh, female or male? Give me a hint. Female. <laughs> oh, Beyonce. Uh, guess who? Oh. Beyonce. <laughs> no. First wrong. It's nope. Adele. Nice. It's Adele. Eh? Oh, it's not yeah. Beyonce. Okay. It's Adele. Oh, I would have gone wow. with Taylor. Yeah. I, I would have gone with Taylor Swift on that one. Yeah. All right. Um, it's, 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 Whoa. it's easy. It's easy. Stumped. It's easy to forget how that big was Adele was at that. Like it was crazy. Everybody had right. that record. Um, Ben name five Dave Grohl side projects. <laughs> five Ooh. things that Dave Grohl has appeared on outside of, let's wow. say the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Tenacious D. One. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Eagles of Death Metal. Was he on Eagles of Death Metal? Mm, don't know about that uh, one. No, he wasn't. No. Okay, so He's hang on. Queen, so. Tenacious D. Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, oh, I'm going to have a hard time with this one. I'm going to kick myself in the balls once I start hearing them. Paulie, <laughs> help me out. Well, he did a project called ProBot. I'm not sure if you know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, um, oh, boy. Uh, what's his name? Country dude that he produced. Um, oh, man. I'm, how come I'm drawing a blank as yeah, well, too? I there's no re like. There's no reason why you couldn't pick like it doesn't it doesn't have to be musical side projects right like like you know the 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 one one of the one of the one of the ones that we have listed on here is sound city okay well that's a movie you produced yeah yeah it's a sound city he did but he did a side project collaborated with a bunch of artists on that record to record some you're right yeah yeah sure um oh this is bugging me do you want me to with, uh, something with Mac what was the thing he did with McCartney? Mm, I don't know. Remember he did. He, uh, it was McCartney, John Paul Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. That was um, them crooked vultures. Uh, crooked vultures. Yeah, them crooked. crooked vultures. That was the Eagles of Death Metal. I was yeah, trying to yeah, come yeah. up with. I right. knew I had a bird of prey in there. So, Just wrong. Right. Yeah. So the, just to let you know what the probot thing was. This goes back to. Uh, I, I can't remember what year it was. He got together with a bunch of his, some iconic metal heads and produced a record of metal songs, really dark, real heavy, very uncommercial. I think um, the most 
the most notable track is a thing he did with uh, Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath. They did a song called Goodbye La- uh, Lament or Lament. It's freaking awesome. But it's heavy, you know? Cool. Uh, Probot, the name of that project. Yeah, else, he did what it, else it was a project. Pardon me? What else is on your list, Chris? Um, well, I yeah, had man. most of the ones that we talked about um, uh, with addition to the uh, the HBO, the Sound City uh, project, them Crooked Vultures. Um, there, yeah, there's like a covers EP that he was a part of as well. Um, some a soundtrack. There's a there's a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, he's just got so many things that he's working on. I thought I actually it's funny because I thought that was going to be the easiest one you guys were going to have. Um, and there you go. There you have it, Mark. It's up to you. You could win it with this answer. The final, qu- the final question. The final question. And I, I'm actually very confident that you're gonna know the answer to this. I, if it's 2010s, it can't have anything to do with Back to the Future. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of. The, oh wait. Oh, oh, oh. According to Back to the Future Two, <laughs> come, come to, come who played to in the World Series in 2015? According oh to Back to the Future too. Oh, the Cubbies and uh, the Cubbies, the Cubbies and That's Miami. It. You win. You win. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Cubbies. Yeah. Is he right? Who would have thought? He got. He got. Oh, for Christ's sake! Yeah. The Cubbies. <laughs> I tried to make it honestly. I, I this this whole uh, not even not even Florida. Miami. This 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 whole thing was just an elaborate scam to see how much. Mark actually knew. You know, everybody's got a thing, right? Everybody's got a thing that they've got this massive collection and they are the they <laughs> yeah, are the authority on people. that thing, you know? And 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 you're and you do it un uh, un, you're unashamed the fact that you are an expert on on Back to the Future and I absolutely love that. I think it's yeah. freaking great. Mine is by my mine is by my racial farm porn. So I mean, you know, <laughs> It is. I don't know. Bookshelves over there, but with pictures. And I, I collect empty whiskey bottles. So we've we've there you go. We've all got our thing. All right, game time is over. Now it's time to talk serious, serious business. Now we got to talk side projects. So after this, we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna come back and talk about our favorite musical musician side projects uh right now all right so what i want you to do is i want you to tell me everything that you know about dragons the different types of dragons that there are and the different characters from how to train your dragon go um there's a monstrous nightmare. Monstrous nightmares can light the their whole body on fire, and they also have a fire blast. And some dragons are really small as babies. They have a really big fire. There is only one night fairy. His name is Toothless. Sort of invisible when he goes through the cloud. Gobber, fish legs, hiccup, snot, lout. And Millie, of all of the characters and dragons and people, who is your favorite dragon? Stormfly and Astrid. Stormfly and Astrid. Thank you very much.
Okay, back with Black Sheep Radio. It's uh, Ben and Chris and Mark and Paul Morris is with us. We've, uh, as, as is always the case, but it's kind of, it, you know what, it's kind of cool when we branch off and talk about some other stuff, which we've done with Paul, but Paul always has a little bit of music, this and that for us, whether it's news or just a, a sort of a theme. And um, we're going with side projects, which I, I, I mean... How do you? What is a side? Anything that's non-musical is that what we're qualifying as a side project for musicians? I guess. Yeah. Okay. You know, so uh, we're to, not talking about like we we just talked about Dave Grohl and the other things musically that he's done, but we're right. talking about when a musician leaves music altogether and goes and does something else. So um, I want to talk about Ice Cube a little bit here. <laughs> Good one. Rapper, okay. a very important rapper. Uh, it makes me laugh the fact that. Uh, no, not Ice Cube, Ice T. Okay. Either way, okay. both important. Same rappers. kind of de- same kind of deal. Southern California, the first first school of well, second school of rap, whatever you want to. Today, I flipped on the TV after I knew that we were doing this uh, thing, and I saw Ice T pitching for a car insurance company, and I said, "This is like surreal." Here is this iconic rap star, heavy metal star pitching for car insurance. It's called mm. Car Shield. And I said, this is just messed up. What really gets me is like, <laughs> the, the guy that said, what's the song that he did, Kill the Police or something like that? Here's cop a guy killer. who's- Cop killer. Yeah. Cop killer, that's it. Thank you, cop killer. Here's a guy who actually stars every week for a decade on Law and Order SVU, and he plays a cop. <laughs> I think that is it. He's, he's a collection of ironies. I love, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it. And it's funny. There are so many of them. They go way back when I was a kid. You know, Barbara Streisand was a singer, and she became an actress, producer, Producer, screenwriter and all that stuff. My favorite of all of these guys, though, is Donald Glover or the Childish Gambino. And I know it's difficult to see his stuff. Uh, his best moment is Atlanta. Uh, it's on HBO. It is genius. It's fucking from great. A, it's from great. a writing and from an acting point of view, yep. it, it just hits checks off so many great boxes. It is such an excellent show. Only two seasons. I can't wait for it to come back. But before that, he was on Community and uh, he was on um, the Star Wars movie Solo. He played Lando Calrissian on there. Really? Um, Yep. He was on 30 Rock. So he is around. And and I think what it is for some of these musicians and perhaps, dare I say, the black musicians, is that their careers are – their career length is somewhat short, you know, and they need to find another way of making income. Another guy I want to point out here is Snoop Dogg, like Snoop Dogg, unbelievable, right? You know, but it's been a long time since he, anybody, he'd recorded a record that anybody really cared about. But what do we know him for? He's jamming, he's cooking with Martha Stewart, right? He is saving the planet with Soda Stream. <laughs> Soda Stream. Now, endorsements are different than acting bids. I should make that because there's so many actors that you see endorsing products. It's yeah. not the same as a sideline. Speaking, but, of, yeah. speaking of Snoop Dogg, uh, in NHL, the, the video game, um, yeah. he, he does like a cameo appearance as a play-by-play announcer while you're playing. And he comes in in the second period and they're like, you wouldn't believe what? it. Snoop-a-loop is here. And I'm just sitting there playing a fucking online game and Snoop Dogg shows what? up. What? I got a and he's kid. Like, what's, I swear up. to God. And he's like, what's up, playa? And he just starts calling the game. It's like he's the guy's everywhere. What? 
Yeah, it was great. He loves hockey. Oh, I know what I'm doing tonight. Snoop Dogg is Gene Simmons, only talented and likable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, think, no, there's a lot yeah. of parallels here. You know, yeah. like what got him started was music. His best days are way behind him. He's got his fingers in so many different marketing pies. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's about where the parallel, you know, other than the whole black, white and Jew Gentile thing. Yeah, but beyond that, they're really the same person. <laughs> Only, essentially, you know. basically. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so would you consider, as far as a side project is concerned, um, like Leonard Cohen, or would you, would you just encat like like Leonard Cohen being a musician or versus a poet versus a novelist, like, or is that just mm. is that just Leonard Cohen? He's a poet before he's a musician, so yeah. I don't know. Well, it, it, it it's kind of, you know, because he's working with words, um, you know, and putting music to them, I kind of put him in the same category. I'm thinking about Leonard Cohen if he was mm. a sculptor. That's mm. a side project. You know what I mean? Leonard Cohen if he was a bricklayer you know, or something like that. That's different. For instance, I got this quote from Joni Mitchell that I found that she says, I am an, I am a painter first and a musician second. But of course, we will only think of her first as a musician, but her artwork is beautiful. That's like Elton John, you know? if he was a sculptor. Sure. But then again, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, I, I, when, I, when I think of side projects, I just think of something something that we wouldn't expect them to do that is removed from right. the field of music and the visual arts. Well, not on the visual arts, no, because that's not fair. Yeah. On my list of you know impactful, uh, so some of the some of the some of the biggest uh, some of the most impactful uh, side projects coming from musicians usually in the world of fashion I would say right right now you have a lot of people right. like uh, Kanye West Ariana Grande has her own perfume every everybody's got their own thing now which is just like a marketable asset um, as far as as far as what, things that I enjoy because I, I mean let's get real I'm not gonna spend four thousand dollars on Yeezys because that's kind of what they're going for right now um, I'm a big fan of Nick Cave right I, I like uh, Nick Cave has he's he's a great writer and he has a pretty extensive um, list of books that he's written over the years uh, and I I definitely recommend that stuff. Um, ben, do you have anybody that sticks out to you? Uh, insane clown posse when they were in WWE, man that that was just <laughs> that was, no. Uh, <laughs> um, I, no, nothing. Honestly, I no. I got a couple of others and um, and different from people that put their name on products that mm. other people have developed in their name. You know, like I don't know if Ariana Grande was sitting in the lab mixing scents together to get that perfect, you know, mm. I'm sure she was presented with 10 different ideas and she said, that's the one I will put my name on as opposed to being that that person right but uh in the world of liquor there's two people that come to mind immediately and it's sammy hagar and his his real devoted yeah. interest in Cabo tequila Lama. yeah 
And Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool and A Perfect Circle, uh, his home is Arizona, and he's converted his his ranch, if you will, into a vineyard. He grows grapes in the desert. And Merkin, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And and apparently it's really good. So uh, hats off to all of those guys. Uh, Kanye is a preacher and a politician, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to we have to sort of we have to point that one out. This is a little bit different from you know you know he he sings at night and he comes home and he paints. Mm. And there's a lot of painters, mm-hmm. you know. There's tons of them, but but Kanye, he's the only one only one I can think of that ran for president. Mm. I'm uh, I'm th- I'm th- I'm sorry. I was going to throw in um, just because you were talking about. Uh, liquor and people promoting liquor if you haven't seen the commercials that ryan reynolds does for his gin they are uh, they're definitely worth a watch he's a super funny dude um and then yeah. I, i'm big into horror movies and i find that i mean maybe it's just from 30 or plus years of just being desensitized by every horror movie possible it's hard for me to to find a good scary one or a good one that that has an edge to it and uh, i think rob zombie with um all the yes. stuff he's done with, you know, I mean, House of a Thousand Corpses, his remakes of Halloween are, they're better than the original. And how, how often can you really say that, that a remake of something is literally better than the original? And I think it's just, he adds a, he adds that Rob Zombie darkness to, to everything that he does. And um, he's, uh, I just, I love whenever he's got something new that's coming out, because you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to, it's going to have a good edge to it. Well, before um, uh, we wrap up, uh, while we're still talking music, I just I want one more thing to add, and that is that um, as a parent, there's there's uh, there's uh, shitty parts to your kids not being little kids anymore, and you miss it sometimes. But there are definite advantages to your kids getting a little bit more uh, older and educated in the ways of the world. And musically speaking. That is definitely the case. And my daughter, Noah, my youngest, comes out with some gems every once in a while where she's like, Dad, have you ever heard this before? And she brought one to me and her mom the other night. And the artist's name, she's been around for a little while, but I'd never heard of her. And I'll pass along the link for you guys to check this out. Her name is, have you ever heard of Tash Sultana? Yeah, Chris, I've, you're I've nodding listened, yes? I, I've listened no. to Tash Sultana. She's an absolute beast for sure. Absolute beast. Paulie, She's crazy live too. If you've my, ever seen any of the live videos. Oh my god! I've she played this off the floor recording of her that just I, I almost brought me to tears. I, I finished it. I said that is one of the prettiest things I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, the, their song is called um, "Harvest Love." If uh, Polly, if you're if you're into it right now, just go to YouTube and punch in Tash Sultana "Harvest Love," and the first one that comes up, throw on your headphones and play it, and it will blow your mind. And it's just, it's so cool. Where every once in a while she'll come up with something where it's like, no, I'd never heard of this before. And first thing for our listeners, it's spelled Tash T A S H, yeah. right? Correct, S U L T A N A. And what's the song called again? Harvest Love. And you'll get a couple different renditions of it, but I think it's the first one that comes up. It's like a, it looks like a more polished sponsored thing that'll come up on your YouTube. Thing. Anyway, when we're done, Polly, th- keep the headphones on and, and give it, give it a shot. You'll love it. I think you'll really like it. Right yeah. yeah I just had to awesome. give a tip of the cap to my kid. Yeah. She's so cool. Right on. 
the the only the only other thing that I wanted to bring out was uh, I forgot to mention earlier was Action Bronson. Um, he's a he's a really great. Uh, he's a rapper and he's been a rapper for a while, but he actually started his career as a chef and made it as a rapper. And he's like, you know what? Like I'm also can cook. That's and cool. then he did his own cooking show and he has his own cookbook and he's on vice and he's got like his own weed line. Oh, cool. And it's just really? a whole bunch of stuff. And it's yeah. like this, it's like, it's like a Snoop. He's just great. Like, he's just a great, like, like from a personality perspective, he's mm-hmm. he's got that old school hip hop personality where it's just full of bravado, and he'll never, you know, he never breaks a sweat. It's almost like a like a WWE character that he projects. It's very fun. Yeah, but um, he's also a very insightful guy. But he's also like, you know, smokes more weed than than anybody you've ever seen. It's just it's just a care. He's just a character, you know. And he's marketing that as. In, yeah. in a bunch of different avenues, it's really it's really cool to see. Um, so yeah, I figured I'd, I'd shout him out. Um, Quickly, I, I apologize for switching gears on you there. I didn't know you had one good. more. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I I, I was just going to say that because yeah, he, the guy seems to be working really hard. He's also losing a ton of weight, but also I think that we're, we're pushing. Um, I think we're pushing the technology to its limits right now. It seems like, I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same technical difficulties that I am, but I'm concerned that like, you know, I move my arm the wrong way and this whole thing is just going to go up and smoke at some point, you know, let's keep what we've got. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we should just cash our chips in. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for Polly for joining us again. It's been a lot of fun. Um, good to see you, Polly. Anytime. Mark's Mark's trivia knowledge of Back to the Future stood the test. It's disturbing. It's it the really test. is. <laughs> That's yeah. the lesson to be learned. And, and one last word. Go Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. Go, go Bills. Yeah. Absolutely. Go 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 America. Fuck. Ah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Take care. All right, see you guys. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.